Let's face it, people have different sleep needs. While you love your partner, sleeping next to them might not always be the most comfortable. Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Maybe you prefer a firmer mattress and your partner needs something softer. Because of the individualized comfort that you get from Sleep Number Smart Beds, you and your partner will sleep better together. All Sleep Number Smart Beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. And their temperature balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. The smart beds even automatically respond and adjust to your movements so you sleep comfortably all night long. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com on a mother level is trying something a little different i want to make it easier for you to find this bachelor content easier for you to listen to it and so that's why this is a little bonus episode of on a mother level our recaps are going to be set aside from the regular episodes hopefully that will make it easier for you to find them and share them and um, avoid them if you're not a Bachelor fan. <laughs> Elizabeth Wattis is joining me for the recap today. Hello, Hello. Miss Elizabeth. Hi, Denise. What a pleasure to have you return. The last time we had you was during the Claire debacle. So do you feel yeah. like we're in a better place in Bachelor oh, world? Oh my gosh. I feel like we're in like a completely different continent from that. I feel like I know we we chatted about Claire the first episode and you were all in it for Claire I was kind yeah. of skeptical but she, she kind of won me over in the first episode and then wow thought that you've been there so yeah yeah we're in a much better place than it was very different place for sure so we are kind of going to jam two episodes into one conversation and I think it works because the theme of these two episodes is the girl drama. And that girl drama started when they brought in the new batch of people, or as uh, the women have come to say, they brought in the JV squad. Gosh. (laughs) I don't even think think that's very offensive when they say that. Like, I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but I think that's kind of funny. The JV squad and the, I don't know. I don't know. Well, based on some of the other things that were said about these women, JV is like not so bad. I mean, right, calling each right. other hoes and such is way worse than, than doing a JV squad. I mean, yes. I play JV soccer, so it's fine. I don't, I'm not offended by that moment right, in my you're life. Proud. JV, I know. You're proud. <laughs> I didn't know you played soccer, Denise. Oh, I played it all. Really? Yeah. I played a lot of things. I'm a joiner. I love to join things. I'm never good <laughs> at anything, but I join things. I feel like they always kept me around in high school, not because I was super good at the sport, but I was always like the loudest and so enthusiastic. And they're like, oh, we can't cut her. Like, that'd be really mean. (laughs) So I was like the pity, pity player on the team. Well, we're glad to have you here on this team as well. Obviously, they had these girls on deck knowing they were going to need to mix it up. I think they knew that girl drama was going to be necessary to sustain this season. Do you agree? That's what I was going to ask you, because why did they do that? Is it something that they didn't think that they weren't happy with their girls, you know, through it? Or, you know, was it kind of a last minute decision or was this always planned to bring these girls in round two? 
I think there was a plan to bring them in. I mean, if you think about it, we are at the Tasha point of the season. You know, this was the reset oh, moment yeah. of Clara's season. They have to fill two hours of programming every week and they can't do it with beauty shots of Bermuda or whatever country that they're in. Right, or that that's they're true. In. They are missing all of that time suck stuff of, oh, Bermuda is the perfect place to fall in love. And I can't believe Croatia is where I'm going to spend time with my husband. You know, all of that right. chatter has to now be filled with something. And so I think rather than switching bachelors, I think they had these girls on deck and it was just a matter of time when they were going to bring them in. So we see I, them come in. Yes. And the first real bit of drama is that Anna. The juicy kiss. Oh, yeah, wait. well, there's the juicy kiss, which I feel like maybe we talked about this at the beginning of the season. I hate the forcing of the self upon the man because we just yeah. don't tolerate it the other way around. And so I right. wish we would stop doing that to men if we don't want men to treat us that way. I totally agree with you. And then we have Anna who I'm sorry. I hope this show has given her awareness of her consistent and very tragic resting bee face. I think she looks similar to Hannah Brown, not saying like the, the resting bee face, but I think whenever I look at Anna, I don't think of that. I think of Hannah B. Oh my gosh. She looks like she's smelling a fart constantly. constantly and every time she looked like that the editor zoomed in I mean every <gasps> rose ceremony it's like there's that face there's that oh, awful my- face to walk around in life looking like that yeah I guess now that you say that I, I think of that but uh-huh. I can't get Hannah B out of my head when I look at her yeah but. no you can't you can't put those two together that's just wrong yeah. so we have Anna who claims to know things about Brittany because of their mutual ties to Chicago and so she throws around the accusation pretty early that she heard that Brittany might be entertaining men for money and she might be an escort which where do you think that little tidbit came from is that purely Anna or was that no, just slid into her ear at some point I firmly believe that it was planted by producers 100 percent yeah well, they picked the right person because she ran with it. And as we see, yeah. Anna and Victoria are thickest thieves. I don't know. I, I didn't see them interact at all until all this drama started. It was just so planted to me and just so forced and annoying. Well, the other thing that the producers did that they knew would get everybody all riled up was they gave a new girl the one-on-one. The one-on-one. Right. And that's never going to go well. What do we think of um, Michelle on the one-on-one? I think her energy and Matt's energy go really well together. So I thought the one-on-one went great. I really like Michelle. I'm worried that her personality isn't strong enough that the producers will, they won't know exactly how to like keep her relevant. Okay. Um, But I really like her. I also, and this is a little deep, but I, I really was glad that, you know, so she's from Minneapolis. So, you know, with Matt being the first um, black bachelor, they got into discussions about race, about George Floyd. And um, I just felt that that was a really honest and open moment for both of them and something that the show kind of needed, you know, I feel like they've kind of just been, I don't know, glossing over things. There's conversations here and there, but I just, I really like that about that date. 
You know, I agree with that because, you know, when Rachel was the first Black Bachelorette, I feel like race was dealt with in a very forced sort of a way. And this felt a little more natural to the two of theirs experience. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't feel like that conversation was was forced. Um, I mean, maybe it was nudged, but I felt like both of them were coming from, you know, their own experiences and something that they would talk about, you know, on, on their own. So I thought overall that week four episode was more just building towards the week five. So we may as well just kind of keep it rolling into it because we start that episode that just aired this week. We start it with Katie saying, the house is getting so toxic. You know, there's major problems. We've got Anna versus Brittany. And here comes Matt. And several people messaged me on Instagram saying that Matt really deserves props for how he handled the situation right off the top of the episode. And he just starts with a speech about like, look, I'm hearing that this is not a great situation. There's a bit of a mob mentality going on. And I wrote this quote down directly because I thought it was well said. He said, if you have to belittle someone in order to shine, those aren't the qualities I'm looking for in my wife. And Victoria's response to that once Matt left the room in classic Victoria fashion is she says, well, who told him that stuff? I mean, she just, she's lacked self-awareness from the get-go and that comment right there just lacked the self-awareness. Same with Anna in some respect where it's like, we're dealing with who said it and why they said it as opposed to what was actually said. And so I agree that I think Matt really handled it well, because if you think back to Peter's season, Peter was going to the girls and going, did you say, why did you say, who said? And then, then the other one would respond and say, well, I said, because she said, but I didn't say. And so I thought Matt handled it better in just blanket saying that if I hear about toxicity, I'm not really going to be a huge fan of you instead of the minutia of whose feelings were hurt by whom he did deal in that a little bit, but, but I think in a better way. For me, that moment for Matt was a huge moment. I'm kind of still a skeptic of Matt being the bachelor, just because he's never been on this franchise. He doesn't know how the game is played. He doesn't, you know, realize what, what goes on. And this moment kind of forced him to face the music. And I think Matt is super authentic and isn't there for drama picking at the girls. Like you mentioned, like kind of how, how Peter kind of handled it. And this was kind of his moment to come out and he handled the situation this is his season and this is how he wants it to go down. So yeah, that, that was big for, for me and well, not for me, but giving him some credit that he can probably maybe find love on this crazy show. There was a little bit of a conflict moment because you have Matt standing up there saying an allegation was made about one woman that could ruin her life. And at the end of the day, that comment still made the show. The editors Mm -hmm. left it in and is Brittany an escort is going to be something that lives on with her. And so here you have Matt calling it out, but in Matt calling it out, it's still part of the show. Right. You know? And so that's where it's like, are we doing a TV show? Are we doing the right thing? Because there it is. Like Mm -hmm. it's out there. There it is. I, I don't know anything about this, Brittany. I don't know if that's true about her or not. You know, most likely not. But yeah, it's kind of a conflict that the show found itself in. And and it took the low road, obviously. 
So on the final rose ceremonies and the group like reunions, women tell all and stuff, bullying has been a big topic before, um, you know, with the internet and people bullying them and, and, you know, all this stuff that I think is completely true. And now we have this season where it's like the producers are like, I feel like the bullying and just the toxicity between the women is, is worse than ever. I don't know. I I'm mad at the, at the show and the producers for, feeding off of this thing that's been a problem in the franchise before and has affected women's lives right. and, and, and men's. Yeah. And they've, and they've done, you know, special interviews. Did they do that with Rachel or Caitlin Bristow or somebody where they said, isn't internet bullying the worst? And at the end right. of the day, this is, you know, some pretty intense bullying is the star of the show at the moment. Exactly. I mean, they showed Kit in the, you know, the last two episodes saying, you know, Sarah, if you don't leave, we will make your life terrible here. I mean, right. that is, and Victoria saying the hazing hasn't even begun. That is direct, no questions act, asked. You want to talk about inciting a riot, you know, like that's some direct that's insurrection right there. <laughs> yeah. And then have the girls do a boxing match after you set up all this stuff in the previous episode. It's just like, just Such stop. Like, just, oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm really annoyed with the, with the producers right now. So he talks to Anna, she does own up to it and she acknowledges that she says it, but he ultimately says like, look, that's not, that's not a good look for you. And he sends her home. So I think that was probably the right move. We've got Victoria continuing her um, lack of self-awareness uh, tour. And she says, I'm always <laughs> playful. I'm never malicious. Oh uh, yeah. Of course she's going to say that. That's such a Victoria thing to say. Of course. But then, then Matt's other great line that I don't know if you wrote down and I, I didn't, I don't know the words exactly, but when he was asking her if, if she called someone a hoe, she said, oh, it's taken out of context. And mm -hmm. he said, in what context would saying that to somebody ever be okay? And really shut it down. I just thought that was brilliant of him and the exact right words at the exact right time. And I was, I was very impressed. Yes, I completely agree. I completely agree. So then you've got Victoria. She's laying on the floor and saying how it's clear that no one else is right for him. And I really just want to know how she looks back on the scenario because she's had all the confidence in the world. I mean, she's marched around that house calling herself a queen and everything. And she's spent very little time actually cultivating a relationship with this person. Right that we saw, we just saw her causing all the drama and the bullying. And so, yeah, it'll be interesting to hear women tell all and, and all that good stuff to see the aftermath of this disaster. I think everybody is relieved to see her go home. And unfortunately she left with the same terrible attitude she had coming in and through the season. She says, how dare you? You didn't listen to all the facts. The only relatable thing that Victoria said all season. And I don't know if you've had friends that have done this or if you've done this with your friends. She goes, I will never date another Matt. I hate that name now. <laughs> I feel oh like that's gosh. the most relatable thing she's ever said. Do you ever like date someone or like someone in your past where you're like, I never want to meet another Just Jason ruins the name for life. you? Yes. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So I'll it give her that. Was, for me, it was the arm crossing. Like when she was facing Matt, that, that was it for me. Just the body language of like, Oh, just all of it. 
just, yeah. just leave, please. And I saw Matt, he, he said in some interview that like her exit didn't phase him at all. Like he just like, yeah, didn't even care. <laughs> yeah. I think so. she proved her true colors. And I think, I think we all know that Matt was probably politely asked to keep her around. I mean, she had no role. I don't think he right. felt any level of connection or respect, you know, to her. Uh, so I was glad that, and this is typically when that, that villain goes, you know, you yeah. don't get much just further than left. halfway through. You're done. Yeah. Yeah. So now we get to the pretty woman date and that goes to Rachel. Mm-hmm. Now I had a conversation with one Lauren Jackson and she says the pretty woman date would be wonderful except for having to come out of the dressing room and parade around and do a little eight ANTM. And I would completely agree. Like there's a lot of cringe moments <laughs> and a lot of awkwardness happening there. I am not a fan of the shopping dates in general. Okay. I just think it's so out of touch Obviously the, the the whole, you know, every date is, is so out of touch of like the norm of, of, you know, it's out of reality for sure. These extravagant dates and everything like that. But like this one just like takes the cake. <laughs> I just, I can't stand this date every single time it happens just because I feel like it's so unrealistic and it's like, oh, he, he's showing me he can take care of me, but it's like, mm. is that going to happen? Like at all? All? I mean, like you could still go on a vacation and like have a, like a luxurious moment with your husband or wife, but like, I don't know. I just, I just think they're cringy all together. When you equate it with someone being a good provider because you came home with red sold shoes. Right. The only thing I loved about the date, um, well, I think they have a really great connection. Matt in a turtleneck just like really does it for me. Whoa. I, Whoa. I, I'm not uh, typically like a turtleneck fan, but just like for some reason, yeah, he could wear a turtleneck the rest, every single day on this show. And that would chef's kiss. Okay. So you have blown my hair back because I wrote in my notes that I wanted to talk about how terrible Matt's fashion is. No! Stylish should be fired. I find Please. the turtlenecks and the blazers and that purple fuzzy sweater to be horrific beyond oh. horrific. That's so funny. I, I like, I specifically wrote down like turtleneck with a heart. <laughs> so I don't know <laughs> that that's what really is funny. it. What is it about the turtleneck? Cause it's not like, it's like a, a Nick vile fluffy neck turtleneck. They're no. very, oh, no, they're no, very no. tight oh, they're like sleek. and yes. <gasps> no. I just, yeah. I, I, I think he looks so good in a turtleneck. So interesting. I can't believe you're on team turtleneck. I, I am not the only one. I'd love to hear some feedback about this. I would too. I would, I'm team turtleneck for sure. <laughs> um, I did write down though that the cringiest part of the pretty woman date for me would be like the moment where he slips the shoe on her foot because like, I feel like my like, my hands oh. and feet would be sweaty. Then oh, like, you yeah. couldn't get the strap over. And I'm sorry if that makes me sound filthy, but I just feel like it wouldn't be a beautiful moment for me. No, that would be a, a big no for me. Like, <laughs> I I'm not, you know, I'm not a nail polish girl. Like you can ask Lauren Jackson, you take care of your, your nails. I know you do Denise, your nails always look great, but like, it would be like, get that camera away from my foot. Like this is not <laughs> happening. 
or put me in a boot. Like I don't even like heels in general. You know that I want a nice pair of comfy slippers. instead of. A yeah. So boot. he like, he rolls up to put a boot on your foot and you have like yes. a big white athletic sock on. And yes. you're like, yes. He would be in a turtleneck doing that. Yes. Yes. Okay. One thing that he says about Rachel. So we see that he has the, I'm falling in love with you moment, which Mm -hmm. what does that even mean? What does it mean to say that I am in the process of falling in love with you? Yeah. I think it's totally a bachelor thing because outside of the show, if you said that, that would mean that you love somebody like that would be dropping the L word, but in bachelor life, I don't feel like it is. I think it's just saying like, I could potentially say, I love you by the end of this. So if that's the case, then, then I might've had that moment. So Turner, when we first started Uh dating, we had a moment where he told me, I like you tons. Oh, and so when I look back now and we talk about that, that's what he was saying. That's when what he we, said. When we uh, talk about it now, he still says it to me. He says like, yeah, I wanted to say it, but I didn't like know how to say it. So I just said, <gasps> I like you tons. So what is that he- my bachelor? I'm yeah. falling in love with you moment. 100%. So what did you <laughs> say back to him? Probably nothing. Oh, Denise. And it's worth noting that we were in the parking lot of Modern Woodman Park. What? <laughs> yeah. When that happened. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That's your moment. That's your I'm falling in love with you moment. What did he say? I, I like you I tons. I like you tons. Oh. Yeah. So Matt backs up the I'm falling in love with you thing with, I think, a very, very nice compliment. And I think all women of all the world need to hear this, okay? He says, you have my attention when you're in the room. You're not the loudest, but you're the most sure of yourself. I mean, is that not like what women need to hear? You don't need to come in screaming right. about being the queen. You don't need to kiss me on the mouth. Yeah. You just need to be in the room and be present as yourself. Yes. I feel like too, all of Matt's compliments are so genuine. They're, he's not just saying things to say things. If it comes out of Matt's mouth, he truly means it. And he's not just playing it up for the camera. He's telling you what he feels in that moment. And oh yeah, he nailed it for sure. Yeah, I think he's pretty eloquent. And I think he goes out of his way to say something kind to each woman. I just remember there was one woman though that I thought that he really like oversold his feelings for her. And if you were her, you would probably walk away going like, holy crap, this is it. And I think he just was saying something really nice. Not that he doesn't mean it. I just think- I just think he's, he goes out of his way to make each woman feel special and that will backfire for some of them. Which one, which girl? I can't remember. I talked about it in the last recap though, where I just thought he just, he was very over the top about it. Oh shoot. Yeah. I can't remember. They're very individualized comments. Yes. And compliments that come from him. And I appreciate that. I think that that speaks to him as a person that he, he understands his role in the situation in making each woman feel welcome. Right. Yeah. And I think that's what he did when he gave Abigail that assurance group rose. Mm -hmm. I wrote down, I need more of Abigail and him. I think their relationship was so strong. Like the first episode, that connection was there. And just like with all this drama and these other people, they're not giving her and his relationship enough airtime. Unless it's just fading away. What do you think? Well, I was going to ask you that same question because 
I thought they had a really nice conversation. And I think that there's a great deal of respect for her. I just, I was missing in this conversation that like burning fire that -hmm. they had in those early episodes. And so either it's a fluke or you're right, right. It's fading as a little bit of the other relationships start to take more of a center stage. Yeah. If she doesn't get a one-on-one this week or the next week, I think it's done. Yeah. But I think he really enjoys her, you know? And I think Mm -hmm. if they met and there was nothing else around as a distraction, I think they would absolutely like connect and date. I think Matt's the type of guy that has a bunch of friends that are, are women and they're truly friends and he sees women like that. So yeah, maybe it's, it's one of, one of those things. I think that's how it is with Katie and him. Okay. Like, I think they're, they're buddies, they respect each other, but there's no spark, like you were saying, with, with them. And I really like Katie and, but I mean, have they ever even kissed? Like she's one oh, of the, like lead ladies, but I don't think they've ever kissed. No. Not even an open eye kiss. <laughs> That's how you know with Matt. Yeah, what is it with Matt in the open eyes? Does that bother you? Yes, 100%. I noticed it right away. It is so cringy to me. Even if he was wearing a turtleneck and he, he kissed somebody with his eyes open, I would, it would be done. No, no, no. Really? Yeah. That takes priority for you over the turtleneck. Yes. Yes. Doesn't it bother you? I mean, I guess I feel like depending on the kiss situation, I don't, it's not like you're, you know, just tightly <laughs> clenching your eyes closed like some freak. I wish you all could see Denise right now. <laughs> She's staring into the computer like, shaking her head back and forth and her eyes are all crunched up but her nose is crunched up too yeah um yeah so I feel like I kiss sometimes with eyes open but there's like a reason it's not because you're like you know watching your six what's the reason I don't know if you're just like you know in the moment and you're like kind of like looking at them and I don't know like you're looking down at their turtleneck (laughs) no I think that my eyes automatically close if that's happening I don't even think about it I think that's I don't know I don't so you're in a 20 minute makeout and your eyes never open come on I don't think they would (laughs) okay it's like lights out like I don't know I don't think I'm the only one either with this I think I'm not saying it's like you don't go in eyes open. what do you do Like like open your eyes and look around no, you're like looking in like at the moment. Looking like, at the other person with the moment their eyes is taking closed. place. See, I'm not going to be able to kiss normally because I'm going to be taking notes for the next little while. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Thanks a lot, Matt James. So Rachel, Rachel really ratcheted up during this, this episode. I think she really, um, she appeared in a, in a big way. She's going to be a factor this season for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I yeah. think if I recall correctly, the last person to get the shopping date was, I know oh, Becca it got Han- it on it was- Ari season. Oh, see? Yeah. It's definitely a sign it, for sure. Agree. Cause he has to decide like who's, you know, who is worth giving all the stuff to and who's somebody he really wants to impress or, you know, right. stand out to for sure. Yeah. What did you think about before the date with Kit? Matt was seen swiffering one of the end tables in his apartment. Did you catch that? I don't remember this. Yes. He was like, "Mm -hmm," like 
like swift that's what they the showed table. him doing yes like no context like that was his like yeah, he was just like, I can't wait to have this date with Kit and she's coming <laughs> over to do the cooking and he's swiffering. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Which obviously hashtag product placement, but but right? like such an unbelievable moment. Like you would definitely be cleaning up your hotel room that most certainly has a staff. Oh, 100%. You heard this date with Kit. That's so funny. I didn't see that, but I wish I did. Yeah. I think it was important. Kit and him. I like Kit other than her like horrible threats from a couple episodes ago. Um, I like her. I think she's very cute. Um, I liked hearing more about her life with her mom. I just don't think she and Matt are a thing. I agree. That's all I have to say about that. She, she doesn't do much for me because I, I don't think her and Matt have like a relationship connection. Agreed. So we get to the finale of the episode where they're going to leave us on this cliffhanger and we've got MJ versus Yesenia and we've got MJ with the hair and I love her hair. I adore it. She walks in and she says, big hair, big hoops, big energy, (laughs) which I'm going to use in an Instagram caption here in the short go. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Big hair, big hoops, big energy, but she did not look great during that final showdown with Yesenia. Mm Mm-mm. No, I'm annoyed. Like they just got bullies out and now they're like making someone else into a bully. Like what yeah. MJ? Is it producers? I'm done with this bully storyline. Yeah. Done. Well, and I think MJ didn't have to take it as far as she did. At the end of the day, the JV versus varsity comment, you know, you can be hurt by it. Fine. You can think it's not the cutest line, but MJ really hurt herself when she was so on the attack against Jacinia and accusing Jacinia of doing the things in that argument that she was the one actually doing, where she was like, don't get loud, you know, don't get loud about this. And Jacinia mm. was just sitting there. Just very on the defensive all the time. Yeah. It was not her best look. And that's where we kind of leave it. Well, the last moment for me was the preview to the next episode. Okay, I stopped it right then. Talk about those. <gasps> well, you can you talk to me through this about this preview. Okay. Well, since everybody are, it was there, it's it's the big reveal that next week what's going to happen is they're bringing a former contestant to the show. Okay. Heather, I think that's her name. She's like Hannah B's best friend. She was the one who like had never kissed somebody. That was her like claim to fame. I think it was Peter's season. Colton. Colton. Okay. Yeah. So, so she's getting out of the SUV limo and meeting Chris Harrison at, at the gate. Interesting. They're bringing somebody else on to create more drama. Like, I don't know. And obviously they're not, they can't really bully her because she's kind of an established figure already. We already know who she is. I'm just, just let the girls be there who are there and let's just have a season. I think Matt is making real connections with people and I just, I'm more interested in him finding love than just the drama that they're making. Okay. I don't know. So do you have a favorite right now? Do you have somebody that, that you feel like is the closest to being declared winner? Okay. Well, Rachel, for sure. I think is going to be, I think she's going to be in the final two easy. I really liked Michelle. Um, one of the new girls on that one-on-one. I want to see more from Abigail, Yes. but here's my big prediction. Katie is going to be the next bachelorette. See, that's what I said a couple episodes ago. And my Instagram following did not agree. 
Really? They did not agree. Cause I, I thought they were trying to make her fun and lovable and sweet. And that that's exactly what my hunch is. Yeah. Her whole, like, you know, coming to defense of Sarah when all that drama happened. Um, and then just kind of being the nice girl and sticking out in that way. And, you know, getting a lot of airtime when like her and Matt's relationship isn't I don't think is going anywhere, but, but friend zone. That's my prediction that Katie's going to be the next bachelorette. Did they say why they didn't think that she was going to be it? No, it was just one of those informal polls, you oh, know, okay. and people just did not think that that was going to be her arc. And regardless, they are, they are showing us a lot of her for some reason. They maybe just want her to be one of the big first cast on the beach yeah at in paradise but i agree i think they're giving her a very girl next door vibe and she would be a different bachelorette if that were the case because she's not necessarily you know totally reverent and she is clearly very much herself and i don't just mean the vibrator situation but i think she i think she's reacts in the moment to things and that's always a win if you're going to be on reality tv Right. Okay. Here's another thing I wanted to talk about. I follow Matt James on Instagram for every episode. He gets on Instagram and posts his charcuterie boards. Oh, Do you remember wow. the date he had though with Serena P? Yeah. They were like, those, like, they made like a shark and he was like, what is a charcuterie board? Like he had no idea what it was. And so he makes them like, you know, it's typically like your cured meats and your aged cheeses and spreads and all this stuff. But he makes them with like Twinkies and cakes and Cheetos and like all the stuff and it cracks me up. So you need to you need to watch next episode before Monday. He'll post okay. his like charcuterie board that he's eating during the episode and it cracks me up. Well, I mean, he's not an idiot. He's gonna get some great like charcuterie board um ambassador program and he's gonna be but his yeah. are so bad. Like his charcuterie boards are like for like a five year old, six year old. Like it's 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 hilarious. I love it. See, everyone keeps doing all the good ideas. Yeah, I know. Like, where did he come up with that? I know. It's very smart. It really is very smart. I'm jealous of anyone who has And it looks delicious. Like, everything he puts on, that was my one note that you guys should pay attention to, is Matt's charcuterie board. Well, girl drama recap. So much. complete. So much girl drama. We have a new uh, shining star that is Rachel, and we had the first FIL, falling in love. Mm. moment in week five any last comments I'll give you the last word on this I'm really curious to see what they do with Heather coming on the show next week is it going to be a brief blip moment or is she actually going to stay I don't know because remember they brought Hannah back on Peter's season and it was just for like a real quick thing so maybe it's just one of those yeah but I hope it is I hope it's one of those I hope she stays for maybe the cocktail party and he says, thank you for coming. And then she leaves. That's what I'm going to call. That'd that'd be just, just perfect for me. Yeah. I'm with you. Still spoiler free in 2021. Woo. You didn't do it. No. Dang. I know I'm proud of myself. I I feel like I might've seen an inkling, but I still don't like, I didn't see enough to feel strong in what I accidentally saw. Right. Right. Do you like it? Do you like the spoiler free life? I do. I'm enjoying it right now. Um, and especially cause I feel like it's not super in your face, the spoiler, like you, even if you didn't want to be spoiled in Claire's season, you had no choice. 
mm-hmm. you were mm-hmm. going to be spoiled. Right. So I feel like it's a good season to test out this new lifestyle. I love it. I love that look for you, Denise. <laughs> Elizabeth, you are a treasure. Thank you for recapping. And um, you can find this in your bonus episodes of On Another Level. All right. Bye. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.